the best laid plans. The best laid plans of mice and men. It's a quote from a poem from like 100 years ago. And I had heard my dad and my grandparents at multiple times utter this. It's kind of a back in my day type of deal. But it really had not much more significance to me than an answer to a Jeopardy question. But man, did it ring a bell about a week ago. Enough so that I had to go look it up and get the history of the poem and see what it was all about. This article, thank goodness, is not about the poem. This article is about my eight-year-old's disaster of a birthday party. You see, the mouse in the poem has a plan that gets shanghaied by men. Often our best laid plans get sideswiped as well. I mean, we're now nearly half a year in this whole COVID thing, and obviously, things are different than they were. Lots of our plans have been bombed. Travel, work, friends, sports, and the example I learned from, birthday parties for kids? Well, for most people, they're not like they used to be. So my story is a story about hope, possibly about solutions, about having a plan, and why that actually might be the mistake that causes the problem in the first place. So grab yourself a drink to relax with, and let me tell you a little story. The scene, my son's eight-year-old birthday party. Nikki and my, my wife and I, well, we're pretty smart. My kids are smart. COVID schmobid. Huh, with a little imagination and ingenuity, we could easily get through some things. And my son decided he wanted to have an online birthday party, playing the hit video game Fortnite. No kids had to come over. We would just have a designated time where 16 or 20 of his buddies from all across the country would get online as well. What could be easier, I thought. It's modern. It's cool. So I didn't really plan anything. My wife, of course, made one of her all-star birthday cakes, and the day started up exciting and fun. It's tough, because as adults, you don't really have to have anything super special for the majority of our birthdays anymore. I mean, I like to open a present for my wife or a homemade mug my kids made in school, perhaps a dinner sometimes, but unless it's one of those super numbers, like the 25th, the 30th, or the 40th, it's business as usual. I mean, literally, most of us still go to work on our birthdays. Kids' birthdays, though, need to have a bit more significance because they are special. They are big deals, and it is a day that just feels different when you wake up. It feels different than any other day. And I wanted to make sure that despite there not being 40 kids at my house, that my son understood that this was his special day. So despite not laying out a timetable of what has to happen when, I still, like most parents, had an idea of what his day would consist of and how I could help make it special. The day after, while looking back, I mentioned in my life, but it was one of the most bipolar days I had ever felt. It was like a roller coaster at the amusement park with the highest, fastest, most exciting highs and an immediate rush down to the lowest lows. Sometimes I felt terrible, not to mention plenty of loop-de-loops and tight corners. So here's how it all went down. At 2 p.m., my wife and I started sending out text messages to all the moms of all the kids that were gonna be involved with the online party. I'm not sure if you understand how Fortnite works, but kids and adults can play from any type of platform. Laptops, PS4, the Xboxes, iPads, however you want to play. You do you. The problem arises is that because of so many different platforms, sometimes your friends' kids, they don't show up on your invite list. You see, there are a million people playing Fortnite at any given time. So to get a private party, you have to send an invite. It should be easy. We really didn't even do much of a dress rehearsal the night before because, I mean, we live in 2020. It's basically the future. Stuff should just work. Ah, but as I said, it is 2020, so nothing ever works out exactly how it's supposed to. 
So by 2.03 p.m., all of our kids' phones, my wife and mine, were blowing up with text messages saying, I just sent you an invite. It's texted so we can join. To which I would respond, I don't see you on here. Here, I'll send you one. To which they would respond, I don't see you. Just accept my invite already. My kid's been yelling at me all day for this. To which I would respond, I see 10 names and your kid's not on the list. And then I would yell to my 12-year-old, hey, help me, man. Nothing's working. It should be you doing this thing. You're the computer guy. Get your butt to work. Then he'd reply, Dad, I already sent them an invite. They haven't responded yet. Tell them to accept the invite. Accept the invite. You can see where this is all going. I'm not going to bore you with the first 10 minutes of the, quote, party. However, the volume on all our conversations continued to get louder and louder and faster and faster. And it was a lot more high anxiety and energy level with each passing minute. I finally just paid my 12-year-old 20 bucks to just get the stuff set up so that his brother could have his online party because, look man, Fortnite is crazy addicting. So when he went in there to like check out what friends were playing, he often would just start playing himself. The technical glitches, although Fortnite and Epic Games has their stuff figured out and the multi-platform system is super cool, this point often it was just goofy. And as we recently found out, the invites for individual players they don't run as smoothly on the multi-system platform. So instead of 20 kids playing Fortnite together and giggling and laughing like a bunch of kids at an actual party, what we got was 20 parents all seriously confused and maybe three or four kids playing online. Now here's where it gets a little bonkers. Eventually, my son had about a dozen people in a world that he had spent three to four days creating for the sole purpose of this party. Say what you want to about video games, but the fact that my eight-year-old son had spent two to three days developing an online world, which was crazy impressive, that's a really great thing. But remember, these are kids, so things don't go according to plan, which is where the title of the story begins to creep into my subconscious. Those of you that have seven to 12-year-olds realize that they're just going to do whatever the hell they want to, especially in a made-up world where the object is to use play guns to blast your buddies and friends and then dance and mock them through your headsets. But my son, my eight-year-old, the birthday boy, didn't want to start out that way. The birthday boy wanted to do what he called a fashion show. It's something that he had seen on YouTube that really got his attention. It's easy. All the players just stand there, not shooting each other, and take turns looking at how they had dressed their character, as well as checking out the other character's loadout. Loadout is accessories like backpacks, hats, costumes, and tools such as pickaxes and clown balloons and guns and sometimes even pets. They can show off their custom dance moves and skills. My son was looking more forward to the fashion show than anything else. And man, it's his birthday. He should get what he should get to do whatever he wants. Well, at least that was his plan. The actual happenings looked nothing at all like the fashion show. And in fact, it looked exactly like what you would expect when a bunch of six and 12 year olds get together in an online game. The exact second that one character landed, he would immediately be shot and destroyed by everybody else in the game. So it turned out being a free for all reminiscent of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Adding to this insanity and lack of fashion show was, of course, 12 kids shouting as loud as they could through their headphones. My son, the birthday boy, never even really got a chance to even use the character or the world he had spent three days getting ready to unfold to his friends. His fantasy, of course, as a youngest of four kids, probably, and often is to a lot of people that are the youngest of four kids, was to have some power, some say-so, to show off his world, his ideas, and his creation. Instead, He was blasted back to space the nanosecond he landed. 
Of course, his parents and I should include his older brother for who $20 did a really good job. I mean, we're trying to screen back and tell the other kids, hey, don't shoot. Everyone stop playing the game and just stand there for a second until we get everyone on the ground. Stop shooting. Stop, stop. Just give us a second to explain. Of course, nobody could hear us because there was millions of kids on their headphones across the country all screaming their insults and their dances and trying to figure out who is who because, of course, they all have their super cool coded names. At my house, Fortnite itself was on three different rooms and three different flat platforms, and it was just a pandemonium and a mess with my 12-year-old son trying to solve everyone's computer problems by running as fast as he could from room to room and yelling at the rest of the kids to tell their friends to shut up. All I could hear was my nephew from Minnesota singing, Country road, take me home to the place I belong. He sung it over and over again with no chance of him hearing me or my wife or my son or anyone else hearing anything. Meanwhile, the birthday boy was bawling his eyes out, not because of the game, but because his plans had been shot. Okay, so it is character, like 30 times. To see an eight-year-old boy cry on his birthday was tough for me as a dad, and I went through as much of an emotional swing as he did. Like him, I had very much been looking forward to see him show off his creation. He worked hard for it, and I wanted him to do things his way, because the youngest kid often doesn't get to do things his way. Well, it was a disaster. 34 minutes this virtual party lasted with my son on his eighth birthday, making about 18 of those minutes before covering himself in a blanket and diving under his bed, bawling his eyes out in a reversion to his four-year-old self. It broke my heart. And I told him, hey man, things just aren't going the way you want it to. It's your birthday and you're not getting to do the things that you wanted to. So if you just want to pull the plug, walk over to your iPad and just hit end party. That's all it takes. Now, of course, by saying this, I was thinking there was no chance he would do this, but it was more kind of used for him like a threat. Like, you know, get yourself together, kid. We'll get through this. He immediately got up in his fashion and pressed end, pressed end party right there. He basically gave everyone the eight-year-old online version of, screw you guys, I'm taking my ball and going home. He punched end and continued to be inconsolable for the time being. So what was I supposed to do? I mean, this definitely wasn't the way I wanted my eight-year-old's fantastic birthday party to turn out. Well, take a lesson from me. Sometimes it's just third and long and you need to punt. I left my kid to calm himself down in the comfort of his own bedroom after trying unsuccessfully two or three times to fix the issue. He needed to bring himself down. So I took one of my daughters and one of my best friends who was still online and we immediately began to play as a team for the total victory. Yeah, I know, it may sound callous. Of course, my son could hear me cheering from the other room as we continued to annihilate the other teams and play the way the game was made to be played. But here's the cool part. Just kick it over here for like my buddy Luke on the other end. And after a couple of minutes, my son could hear him. He could hear my friend Luke talking on the microphone. And so he climbed out of his cave, he came over, he sat on my lap and he just kind of listened in. You know, he stopped sniveling, wipes his nose, clears his eyes. Now listen, man. Luke plays Fortnite like a total noob. He has terrible strategy and he just doesn't get the ins and outs of the game. And my son, who was previously crying, had incredible joy and happiness in pointing out Luke's hopelessness. It made him laugh so hard that he was bawling again. This time, not from misery, but with joy. The joy I had expected from earlier. From a broken heart to a heart swelling with joy, the ups and downs of today were palpable. By the second game, my son, the birthday boy, joined in and immediately directed us on an incredible adventure across the island, picking up legendary loot and scoring huge knocks. 
He was the boss and a leader, and he helped us all in our game. And then he asked, hey, Luke, can you come over here and we can still have a party with just a couple of us? I'm on my way, buddy, was the reply, and that changed the entire day. By the time Luke and Brittany, who was his wife, got to the house, my son was so excited and the entire family was just in an upbeat and birthday-esque mood. Luke and Brittany are at the same time my and my wife's best friends and the best friends of all my kids. We played around the house all day. We had fun. We went fishing. We had dinner. We ate cake. And we worked on our acro yoga late into the evening. The day that started with so much anticipation spiked at complete and utter disaster. A complete fail from my standpoint. And it rebounded and ended with one of the all-time great days of the we're staying at home and social distancing ourselves era. My wife and I rebounded. Brittany and Luke saved the day. And Kaysen got to have his party. So why would I bring you all along a long, drawn-out story about my kid's birthday party? Well, for the dozens of you listeners, especially those that have followed me over the years, you know that the end of my stories, I typically have a lesson to be learned. As is often the case, this lesson typically involves me being a jackass and how I learned something not from doing the correct thing over and over again and getting better at it, but by doing the exact wrong thing and learning because it didn't work out the way I was expecting it to. And this, my friends, is exactly the case this time. I learned two very important parental lessons that I think would often have parallels in the real world, regardless of your parent or not. Number one, planning on anything and having it set so surely in your mind is a recipe for disaster because nothing ever works out according to your plan. Everybody with any military experiences realizes this and plans contingencies for such an occasion. For all of those outside the military, like my grandparents and parents, they all called it the Murphy's Law. So get over it. It didn't go your way. It didn't go exactly how you planned. Okay, so what's next? Because this leads me to lesson number two. At the end of the day, almost everything works out the right way. Call it divine intervention or the way of the universe or whatever your particular blend of religion or hippie granola mind enhancement positiveness is at this month. The world works out just fine in nearly every instance. When I asked my son, as I was tucking him in late at night, hey buddy, eighth birthday, kind of wild, what'd you think? He rolled over, exhausted from a summer day, the way a kid should be. Daddy, he said, today was just like the company that makes Fortnite. It was epic. <laughs>